Hello, and welcome to the Mistakes and Monsters podcast. Thank you for joining us on our adventure today as we follow the super best friends in their quest to quell the giant uprising and repair the Ordning. I hope that you enjoy your stay with us, and welcome to the Sword Coast. Alright, so as we get started here, does someone want to do a recap this week? Perhaps Toby or Christy? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll start it out if you guys want to help me uh, go along. Um, let's see, where exactly did we end before last session? We were, we were coming out of, uh, out of the caverns after uh, encountering a stone giant and leaf running because he was told to by somebody who ironically got turned to stone named Xanatos. Uh, we managed to retrieve Xanatos, take him back up, uh, up a level uh, in the underground, which uh, Fargrim was very uncomfortable with his first tangle being underground, ironically being a dwarf. Managed uh, as Leaf continued to run off, he, he was nowhere to be found. Met back up with, um, what's that guy's name? that uh, we needed to talk to about clearing out the caverns that we were sent down there to do. Um, the gnome? Was he the gnome? I feel like it was the... Wimble was the uh, guy who asked you to retrieve the heart of the golem? No, 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 not Wimble. The, uh, the, the guy that was in charge with the, with the mining efforts. Uh, that was Thorin Rock Harvest. Sure, that guy. <laughs> so we returned to him. We let him know of the activities going on, that the stone giant was down there causing the shifting of the tunnels and so on and so forth. Promptly asked where we could take Xanatos to unstone him. And then we went to the temple and met with the head of the temple. Again, the name escapes me. Name was Grunbar Honorbringer. Sure, random dwarf name. Fargrim tried to play uh, probably a tone deaf joke by placing Xanatos on the am anvil uh, with a giant hammer coming down. Once he was, uh, for lack of a better term, reanimated, uh, he rolled off, sustained some damage, laughs and chuckles were had. Uh, we returned to the surface. We had met back up at uh, the tavern where we were staying. Leaf finally made his way there. Met with the daughter of the owners of the establishment. Were taken aback by a not so much uh, spectral owl bear that was closely resembled uh, our pet, our owl bear. Boop. Had a conversation with her of how she was upkeeping. Our uh, animals uh, taking great care and painstaking care with them. Sat down, ate dinner. She taught Fargrim a new spell. Beef had issues with mushrooms. The next day, uh, we went to collect the various bounties, uh, have things inspected that we collected in the caverns, and then set out on our I guess current quest you could call it to take down the bounty for a dragon. Uh, once that happened, we took several days journeys. Bought a bunch of stuff. 
had a whole exploration ordeal. Rolled a bunch of bad dice. <laughs> Rolled a bunch of bad <laughs> dice. Encountered a almost demonic yeti. Uh, some kitty cats. We befriended the kitty cats shortly before they were cleaved and torn asunder. Fought the yeti. Leaf and Xanatos were conscious, then unconscious, then conscious, then unconscious. And finally, the Yeti was torn asunder by a lightning bolt or two or three or four. And that's kind of where we called it, uh, it quits at that uh, that session. And I think we're picking up, I guess, maybe after a night's rest or not. That's uh, up to you, the DM. All right. Wonderful. So, uh, Fargrim, for that wonderful rendition of the last session, I'm awarding you inspiration that you can use this session. So, before you make a roll um, this session that you think you want to have advantage on, you can go ahead and use that and have advantage on the roll. So, my amazing memory escaped me. I've already got inspiration from last session. Yeah, this is a... that's that's good for, like, a little bit longer than um, this one. We'll say that's more of like a, a luck point or or something of that akin to that. Sure, sure. I, I appreciate it. This is more of a short-term thank you for doing the recap inspiration. And I think I'm going to do that every session we do a recap in. So whoever does it can get an inspiration point. I am very inspired. So, um, you guys take down the Yeti with a Thunderbolt. I don't know. You guys didn't really search the body because there wasn't, he didn't really have anything too much on him. But as you sort of um, come out of the the adrenaline from the battle, you look around and you notice that the um, storm that, and the, the snow that has been blowing through this region is starting to pick up. And so you must find somewhere to sort of uh, shelter down. Hey, uh, uh, Charlie, do you, uh, you still got that, uh, those spell tomes we found in the caverns? Or scrolls, I should say. Yeah, I still have them. Well, uh, didn't we find a few in there that would make for a pretty safe place to bed down for a night? Oh, yeah, my tiny pet scroll. Hey, Omar, Leaf, you feel like that's, uh, applicable here? Yeah, I think that would be that would be smart. All right, are you gonna do that where you fought the yeti, or are you gonna try and find somewhere like a little bit more covered? Definitely a little more covered, probably. Yeah, let's look for somebody a little somewhere a little bit safer. Wasn't there a cave like or, or an outcropping or something where we were at? Yeah, I'm pulling up the map real quick if I can remember what I named it. So yeah, so you fought, where you fought the Yeti was sort of by this frozen river. There's not really anywhere obvious here, um, but in front of you on the path um, to where you're going, the ground does sort of um, get a little bit more craggy and rocky. um, And so you might be able to find like a little like inlets there or you could try and use because down at the south here there were um a couple of walls and you could sort of just back up your um to the back on one of those walls sure 
I think uh, think those are that looks like a fine spot. Do you disagree, Leaf? Um, no, I usually just back up into trees and walls when I find places to rest. That's fair. I like trees. Yeah, trees are great. Um, how big is the tiny hut? Do you have that open? I was looking for under the items, and it's not listed under my items, so I wasn't sure where else to look. Um, yeah, I mean, in the spell list on in the player's handbook, I'll see if I can find it real quick. Ten foot radius. I mean, Layman's tiny hut's amazing. There you go. There's the spell uh, spell list. So ten foot uh, radius. So it's a pretty big little hut. So you can kind of place that um, wherever you want, Charlie. She's reading the spell. Okay. Yeah, there's a green circle you can move around and place wherever you want. Yeah, I believe the big thing about it is once you cast it, you cannot leave the area. Uh, can I actually look at the Yeti and just, you know, maybe do a nature check, kind of see where it's from, if I might deem that it might have anything interesting, maybe some teeth or claws, or maybe if the fur would make a nice, you know, coat or jacket? Sure, go ahead and make a uh, nature or medicine check for me. Uh, 17 medicine yeah so you do notice that its fur is very thick and you would imagine that if you skinned it it would make some sort of warm fur blanket um probably i think you would need to like tan the hide at some point but you definitely could attempt to skin it and kind of recover that you know it does have horns they're nothing special they're just big horns um its teeth are sharp but not spectacular in any real way um it's largely like a very furry gorilla well uh i think i'm gonna attempt to skin it uh leaf are you uh you familiar or practiced in tanning any hides no i've never done that Mm. trying to think of a way we might be able to preserve it until we get back to town where we might be able to give it to somebody who could tan it for us and possibly make a nice white cloak or cape or something to keep warm. Um, At the current time, it is below freezing here. So you would imagine it would preserve pretty well just in the, in the time being would preserve just fine, just in open air. Sure. Hey, well, I'll skin it and try and take a horn. Why not? All right. Um, So you do have, if you remember the carving daggers from the fleet. Carving daggers from the where? From the fleet. It's under party loot reference. It says fleet carving dagger. You got it as part of your stipend for the adventure for the bounty. Sure. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I, I got it. We got it right here. Um, so what uh, what check would this be? Um. We'll call it a medicine check or a either a medicine or like a dexterity check. Oh, I don't do that. Me being a dwarven druid, I'm definitely gonna take the medicine check. Yeah, I can see I can see both working. <laughs> no, it's not gonna work. That's a natural one. Did you roll with advantage? Oh, much better, natural twenty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh... Fair enough. 
All right, so with a natural 20, what does that to bring the total to with your uh, 27? Okay. So yeah, um, I'll say you are able to actually skin two different um, large singular pieces. You can get one from like pretty much the entirety of its back. So you get a piece that's probably almost like four by eight. Um, that's all all that comes all comes off in one piece, um, very cleanly um, flayed along the inside of the hide. And then you also get a piece of soft of softer, thinner fur from its like stomach area. Supple. Supple even, right? Sure, yeah. So like you could do like an inside outside, you could do all sorts of stuff. All right, so you said four by eight on the uh, on one, and... and we'll say probably like four by six on the other. Sure, 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 sure. How about how about that horn? Yeah, you. I mean, you could break it off and have a uh, two yeti horns. That wouldn't be hard at all. Sure, why not? Hey, Abar, Leaf, you want any of this? Some good gittins. Oh, don't no, I'm fine, just fine. For blanket, are you asking for help carving or? Oh no, it's it's pretty well carved. Oh okay. Yeah, I, I did. Do you want any? Do you want any particular parts? Maybe uh, some teeth or claws to tip your arrows with. Uh. How about its feet to make big big yeti footprints places? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess Leaf's gonna get two yeti feet. Yeah, I would like to make giant Yeti foot shoes. Okay. Um, are you trying to make the existing feet into booties or? Yes. Okay. I think that would go and roll. Roll a dice and we'll see. Roll a dice. Yeah, because typically it's, you can't just like rip out the insides of something right. with leaving the outside hole. That's not how right. that works. Unless you can de-glove it some way. I was going to say, yeah, what if I, I skin the foot and then resew it? Yeah, that would be a lot easier. Yeah. Are you proficient in cobbling, Leaf? Are you a cobbler? <laughs> no, I'm not even pr proficient in survival. <laughs> Alright, go and uh, make a dexterity check or a nature or medicine check one of the two damn it um nine so i'll say as you're trying to sort of split it and get it like ripped open you end up tearing like the sole of one of the feet like down the center and so like you could probably sew you could probably sew it back together but you would need to use sewing things uh-huh i just give up Okay. Can I help him at all? He, he really wants these booties. Yeah, he already rolled. It's fine. No, nah, it's good. <laughs> so we'll say, for the purposes of this, um, Fargrim, in last session, you were the only one to pass your provisions roll for the traveling. So we'll say, if you would like, you would have pre-prepared firewood that you thought would actually burn out here if you want to make a fire, because it is very, very cold. Sure, I'll make a fire even though I don't really need it. Yeah, I mean, you can see everybody else is visibly cold and they are, you know, everybody's wearing their like winter, their winter themed outfit, but it's still damn cold up here. Charlie's not really freezing. 
Yeah, and it's it's slowly the the level of snow on the ground is slowly raising around the hut. I'll druidcraft uh, light institute instantly light the small campfire to keep us nice, warm, and toasty in Liamman's tiny hut. So you have a nice little campfire working. So anything else anybody wants to do uh, before the evening takes them? Uh, no. Eobard's just going to pull out his journal and start reading and jotting things down. Okay. What are you reading about in your journal? Uh, I am looking to see what information I can pull up from my past selves just about sources of power. Okay. Quick question. Do we really need a campfire inside of Lehman's tiny hut? Yeah. It definitely says the atmosphere inside the space is comfortable. Oh, I mean, I, yeah, I guess you I guess you don't. Um, so yeah, you could not do the campfire if you wanted. I mean, I can do the campfire, but wouldn't it, with the atmosphere being comfortable? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would put it at like, you know, like 65 to 75. You know, probably like 65 out here. Sleep with a light sheet on. Yeah. Depending on how good your circulation is. And is anybody going to keep watch or no? Uh, Leaf's not too interested in that. Do we, Do I hear any animal sounds? Anything that might be interesting to look out for maybe in the early hours of the night? Are you going to be keeping watch or are you just before you guys go to sleep? I mean, I'll keep watch if I hear anything that's, you know, might sound threatening that might lumber by or interesting. If it's something that sounds kind of cool, might get least attention. Sure. Make a uh, perception check. Uh, probably not. That's a 12. Yeah, at this point, the with the snow falling and the wind rushing between the rocks and the trees, that's kind of most of what you hear. Is just that like as the as the leaves and the trees rustle and snow falls. I guess Eobard will take a watch. You want company? Oh no, I'm fine. I've got some light reading to do. Shoot yourself. Say Xanatos will take the second watch then. Yeah, and then I guess nobody after that. Uh, I'll take the third watch. Okay. All right. Um, Aobard, go and give me a uh, perception check for your watch. Nine. Okay. Yeah, so as um, the night begins, you feel the blizzard really start kicking up, and the snow on the ground starts piling higher, and... By over the course of your watch, you estimate maybe three or four inches of snow have fallen. But other than that, you don't hear anything scary. Alrighty. Go ahead and uh, roll a perception check for Xanatos for a second watch. Hi, I'm Xanatos. I rolled a six. Alright, yeah, Xanatos, uh... Doesn't see anything. Snow keeps falling. 
Oh boy! About the uh, middle of the night, he'll uh, wake up Fargrim. Come on, Fargrim, get up! It's your turn. Santos, you, you, you got a coming down with a cold, or sound kind of weird. Is that a joke? Cause it's cold outside. Haha. <laughs> Fargrim, as you wake up, you notice that it looks like six or eight inches of snow have fallen since you went to sleep. And it the the blizzard is appears to be slowing down at this point. But on like the outside of the hut, you see this like layer of snow that's going up, you know, eight or nine inches at this point. Pretty cool effect that it's piling up around Leoman's tiny hut. I wonder it's a good thing it hasn't it's not gonna keep falling, or else we might be snowbanked in here. Yeah, I assumed that the tiny hut's kind of like a force field. I mean, that's kind of how it reads, you know, it, it, nothing that, you know, can get in, so. And that would mean that there's like, uh, <laughs> there's eight inches of snow on the top of the hut. Oh, we're, so we're sleeping in a literal uh, reverse snow globe. We're, we're sleep, sleeping in a reverse snow globe. Yeah, or an igloo. It might be if this blizzard continues. And Charlie could just dismiss it and all the snow would fall on all of you. Or, or that's going to happen in the morning. <laughs> that would be great. All right, um, Fargrim, go and make a perception check for your watch. Uh, that'd be a 20. 20. Okay. So the, snow, the storm continues on for the majority of your watch. Um, towards the end of it, it is just petering out. And you reckon total over the night it's been over a foot maybe 13 14 inches of snow i will say probably about midway through as the finally the the roar of the wind kind of and like the 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 wind kind of like stops at this point and you get just these nice little flurries that are coming down and as the wind stops um you do hear coming from Kind of the northwest of where you guys are, um, you hear just this um, distant guttural howling. Just, I can't howl, but imagine I made a wolf sound that was a little bit deeper than a normal wolf sound. Something like that. Um, but you hear that, and you hear, you know kind of call and call and response a little bit. Um, but it sounds fairly distant and because you can hear it primarily coming from one area, but you hear it like echo and bounce off of the stone surfaces um, of the canyon or of the area where you guys are in. Does it, does it sound normal wolfish, dire wolfish? Make a nature check. I'm gonna use my inspiration die. Don't, 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 don't. Well, don't. You said nature. Yes. That's a nine. Okay. Um, it sounds maybe wolf plus. Like it sounds sounds a little bit deeper and deeper than like a normal wolf howl, but you can't tell the specific breed of extra wolf it is. Interesting, and uh, we're waking up at this point. 
Um, I would say you, I think you might have one more watch. Unless you did four, four, four. Yeah, if you did four, 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 it's fine. Oh, does anybody want to take a watch, or do we want to do four, four, four? I mean, it would be Charlie that would be taking the last watch. I mean, Liam and Sonny had only last eight hours. I thought it was longer than that. Yeah. No, it's eight, it's eight hours, so we got to have a fourth watch then. Oh, I thought it was like 24 hours. I don't think we need a watch because we're inside the hut. Okay. Well, we aren't anymore. I go over and I elbow Leaf and I say, you hear the wolves? Sounds pretty cool, huh? Oh, yeah, man. Wolves are great. I wish I could hug one of them, fall asleep. Well, maybe if we're uh, ever get in a situation where we're not into too much combat, I'll I'll use my my uh, you can you can snuggle up to the great moon hunter. Oh, you can summon a wolf for me to hug. Oh, no, no, no. I'll be your wolf. Oh, yeah, that's OK, too. Oh, dear. We'll say at this point, since I misread these or didn't read the duration of the spell, that the tiny hut uh, duration ends and about a foot, 13 inches of snow falls on all of you. How, how many inches is, is my head above the snow or am I completely encased in snow? If I am, it's real bad for Charlie. We are lying down. It's, it's like a foot, foot and a half of snow. It's not like you're like completely caved in. Yeah, but we were lying down. Oh, if you're lying down, then yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, all of us are lying down, and I'm pretty sure if someone's on watch, they're probably sitting down. So we all just get covered. Do I start choking? Oh, I guess no. Luckily, Fargrim woke me up before that happened. No, it's it's snow, so it melts in your mouth, so you can't really choke on it. It just becomes water. So I'm drowning? Yeah, you can drown. So I'm being snowboarded? Yeah, all of a sudden, you all are covered in snow. Oh. Where did that hut go? Guys, what just happened? What happened? You were supposed to be watching, Fargrim. What happened? Your spell ran out. Oops. I mean, do we need it anymore? I, I feel pretty good. Let's go find that dragon. That's literally what I've been wanting to do since we got to this town, other than, uh, you know, buying more pets. I'm not so sure. We need any more pets? No, 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 not a, not a good idea. Leaf, I think we need to go find those wolves and make them our pets. That does sound pretty awesome. Could we not do that? That probably look like an appetizer to them. Like, let's not. It's okay. We can talk to them. I can speak with the animals and tell you. You're tell them how well not has, the, how well has that worked with the other one? Pretty good. They haven't eaten any of us yet. Yet keyword yet. I feel confident. I know Leaf feels confident. We're fine. I can make anything my friend. You're the first friend I've had in a long time, Leaf. Aw, that doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> me either. That's peculiar. Leobard, I believe, also is new friends to this group. I don't think he's had a friend in a long time. Oh, I, I've got... Well, I've had... Plenty of friends. Not recently, I guess. Right, but how long ago was that? Yeah. Probably 150 years or more. Exactly. But aren't we called the super best friends? Right. We're, we have a bond of friendship greater than anything in the universe. I find that name ironic now. Because we know so little about each other. 
Yes. Well, it was it was it was Olive's idea, I think. Who was Olive again? Uh, well, uh, Olive was our person that went around. So honestly, Olive solved a lot of our problems, from what I understand. Uh, Olive always had all of our money and managed our finances. So we lost the brains of the group. I think so. Oh dear. That's how I interpreted it. Like, you know, Xanatos, he's big and strong. You got magic. I have a bow. Fargrim can turn into animals. Charlie can, uh, like, make us feel better. But Olive, yeah, Olive knew what was going on. Olive understood things. Yeah, it's a rarity for us. I suppose I'll have to try harder then. Oh, I'd appreciate that, because I don't feel I'm equipped for that role. Somehow I think you're right. Let's, uh, let's get a move on, shall we? So, as you guys start making your way, the wind has completely died, and you just have these beautiful little, like, big, thick, puffy snowflakes that are falling around, falling down all around of you, around you. And it's, it's very nice. It's hard to walk because of the, like, foot and a half of snow, but... It is uh, very peaceful and, and like, quiet um, because, like, all of the snow is just deadened. All of the echoes, echoes of your footsteps and all of that. And you guys start making your way forward. We'll say after... And, and at this point, you guys kind of gathered at your initial pace that you were maybe, like, another, like, half day to the dwarven ruins that you were making your way towards. But at the pace you're having to move at this point, um, it might take a little bit longer because of all the snow and blizzardness. Blizzardness. After maybe 30 or 45 minutes of walking, um, and you guys are kind of moving around a, a a series of larger like cliff faces at this point, um, you sort of get into this um, one. Your your path brings you to sort of this um, crevice or, or, or chasm between two large um, vertical face faces on either side of you. And you can see the the rock sort of shears up and then has like all these little ledges and everything um, as it goes up. Um, you know, some sometimes they're like inverted ledges. Sometimes it's it's um, right side up ledges. And you guys start making your way through into uh into the crevice Very interesting looking around do we need to cross the crevice do we need to get to the other side to bypass the crevice you would have to go around like pretty much like an entire like mountain range like the the mountain sort of continues off and there might be a different way to go, but this seems like it's sort of the cut through between two larger sections of the mountain range. Wait, so we're at the bottom or the top? You're like down at like the bottom of this crevice, sort of looking up at these probably 200 foot tall sheer walls. And the you've got maybe like anywhere between 10 and 30 feet um, at the bottom of this that is sort of flattened out and able to be traversed fairly easily. We don't need to go straight up. No, no. There's a path between these two 
sheer walls that um, you are able to traverse through. Okay, straight up is an option, though. Climbing the almost sheer walls? I didn't say anything about climbing. I mean, yes, you could fly. Okay, like, we want to take the path then, guys? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, sounds smart. We should be quiet. There's been a lot of snowfall, and we want to be careful of not to make any loud noises. Perhaps something might fall on top of us, like tons and tons of snow. Do we, do we want to go stealthily? It would, couldn't hurt. We just don't make a lot of noise along the way. Does, um, does anything look... Is, is there any signs that there may be potential like avalanche or kind of like snow drifts hanging around off the sides up at the top or something like that? Yeah, make a nature check for me. I think that'd be nature, yeah? Yeah, probably. Uh, 16. 16? Um, the... It's, it's always possible in this particular area. The sheer wall goes up for maybe 100 to 150 feet. After that, it sort of um, slope the the slope of it seems to be fairly gentle, um, so you, do, you don't get the idea, the sense that there's like hundreds of you know like twenty feet of hanging snow somewhere in the area where you can see right here. No impending avalanche. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't appear like that is the case. Well, hurry along. All right. Well, I'll go. Are we good? Do we want to go stealthily or no? Do we feel like something might jump out and try and get us? Not particularly. Not particularly what I was worried about, but generally it's not too difficult to see when dragons and things are around. Oh, we didn't exactly see that Yeti coming. That's true, but we were distracted by those cats it was chasing. They were pretty. Yeah, they were awesome. I wanted one, but they didn't like me. No, I think they liked you fine. I think it was the fact that the Yeti separated their bodies. Oh, they were distracted. I get distracted sometimes. I understand. That makes sense. Those kitties were terrifying. I mean, once you get to know them, though, I'm, su I'm sure that they would be okay. Once you get to know the fact that they want to eat you. They were just running away from a Yeti. We were in their way. They thought, you know, it makes sense to me. They just wanted to live. And had the Yeti not been there, they wouldn't have attacked us, I think. Okay. I'm not sure you understand. My belief is they wouldn't have attacked us if the Yeti were not there. Well, everyone's entitled to their beliefs. Shall we? I'm going. All right. Can I get a marching order? I'll take the lead. After Fargrim? I'm in the back. I want to be in the middle somewhere. Definitely. All right. Uh, Eobard and Xanatos. Maybe on Xanatos' shoulders, Charlie? <laughs> Xanatos uh, second and Eobard fourth. Okay. 
So as you begin moving down this narrow chasm, ravine, divide between the two mountains, can I get a perception check from, I guess, any two of you? I'll take one. I'll do one. What? I have a plus. God damn it. 18. I got I got you, Leaf. I got you. Okay. So, Fargrim, as you are walking after, you know, maybe, honestly, not that far in, maybe like four or five minutes in, you see on one of these sort of um, stepped area, raised areas, maybe 30 feet up, you see a large wooden carving. It's it's very tall and straight, um, almost like a tree trunk. And you can see that it has animals sort of carved into it. This one um, appears to have a visage of a large cat um, painted in all black that is sort of clawing at a creature above it. And at the top of this pole is the image of a winged serpent that appears to be like fighting and attacking this black lion. Um, the lion looks like it's been like you can see that has like gouges down its side almost. It's a totem pole. And it's you said it's where? It's on a ledge, maybe thirty feet up. Um, and yes, it does look similar to a totem pole, so it's very artistic license did did. Santos, can you throw a rope up, rope up there? I want to go look at it. Oh, gee, sure. Okay. Santos, is rope. Sure. Give me an athletics check. We've got grappling hooks, right? So it should be okay, right? Natural two for a ten. You said it's 30 feet up? Yeah, just um, roundabouts, yeah. Can I thorn whip myself up there? Uh... I don't think so, because I think Thornwhip comes from you. Is that the cantrip one? Yeah, it's the cantrip. It's got a range of 30 feet, but if it's an immovable object, would it pull me to it? No, it's not a hook shot. Okay, all right. You could pull the totem pole down to you, maybe. No, it's too pretty. I want to go look at it. I want to go see it. You can try throwing the rope again. You just rolled really badly. Throw the rope. All right. So it takes him a couple of times, but... Oh, my God. Natural one. Give me the rope. Fargrim, you grab the rope. But don't, gee, I was doing so good. <laughs> uh, that's a 15. Yeah, 15 works. Um, yeah, so you're able to throw a rope up and uh, sort of... You can get it, like, around the, the bottom of the totem pole and... Are you using the grappling hook or just a rope rope? I would imagine we'd have to use the grappling hook because I can't magically tie a knot 30 feet away from me. Yeah, I mean... It's called a lasso. Yeah. Anyway, either way, you the grappling hook latches and you feel like it has a pretty strong hold. I started to climb up. All right. Um, so yeah, we'll say it for the purposes of this, you're fairly easily able to climb up and... Yet you see a wooden totem pole. It appears to have been, like, almost like a a hole dug into the into the rock itself, and the pole like shoved into it, um, with like sort of a spike. You can see sort of like a tapered area at the bottom, and 
yeah, you can see it's a uh, pretty tribalistic carving of a, a lion that has painted been painted black, um, fighting a winged serpent um, with this winged serpent at the top with its wings sort of laid out. Can I give, give it a good once over, maybe uh, perception or investigation? I guess more investigation. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I guess this would be more investigation than perception. I don't know. Your call. What do you yeah, think? Um, investigation works. Uh, 13. 13. Um, yeah, so you can see, sort of looking at the, the paint on it, you can see that it does appear to have been like repainted at least once or twice. Um, and so it looks to have been upkept at some point. But you don't see any like hidden compartments or anything like that. Hey, uh, I'm gonna shout down to everybody. You guys wanna come up and look at this thing? Yeah, I'll come yeah, take a look. Can you not see it clearly from down below? I mean you can see that it is a totem pole and the rough shapes of it, but but yeah, whoever wants to climb up and take a look, they're more than welcome to. I'm fine down here. So can I make an Arcana check on it? Um, yeah, go ahead. 25. Okay. So yeah, it, you don't get the sense that this is any sort of like warding incantation or anything like that. Um, it looks like a piece of wood. Nothing, uh, nothing crazy about it, that is to say. Do we know of any like peoples or cultures around here that would have put something like this just out in the middle of a mountain? Make a history check. Actually, no, you would... I mean, you would know that there are a, a several different barbarian tribes that inhabit this region of the world. Um, you fought some of them uh, a couple of weeks ago, or, or a couple... Yeah, maybe a week ago with the Periton. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Those those barbarians, not the other barbarians. Okay. Cool. Yeah. There there are different tribes of barbarians. The ones that you fought before um, were the Thunder Beast tribe. So I don't. But I can't tell what specific tribe, or if we're encroaching on their territory, or if this is a marker for their territory. Um. No, you would have. Never, I don't think you'd ever have interacted with um, this particular tribe. Because they, they inhabit this area and to the north, I believe. Like into the mountains. Leaf, what do you make of this? Um, I mean, not too much. Um, I don't know much about barbarian tribes. Do you know what kind of animal, like the winged serpent looking thing is on top? Uh, maybe. Should I do a roll? Yeah, go ahead and give me a roll. What kind of roll you want? Nature, I guess. Um, yeah, so a nine. I can't roll for shit right now. It's fair. I That was me last week. Um, you remember that there was a winged snake back in Nightstone that... Right, that I barely saw in the distance. You, no, no. Kel, didn't Kella have one? The chick that was like pretending to be one of the flying snakes. I don't snakes. believe so. Well, she's supposed to. Oh, she's supposed to have had one. Yeah, I don't. But it, I, it looks like one of the monsters we fought. 
Because we, I think we fought some of those. Yeah, I mean, the wing, winged snakes are like actual normal snake sized. Okay, okay. Um, but that's the only thing you can think of. Yeah, huh. she totally did not have one of those. Yeah, she didn't have one of those. Okay, maybe you guys saw it like flying in the distance. That was like two years ago, guys. Yeah, I think you mentioned it. Uh, it's like, I remember fighting some winged snakes at one time, but like, I don't, I don't know much about them. Or like people that liked winged snakes. Interesting. You said it's a, a black cat on the bottom? Yeah, um, like a bat black, like, has like a a uh, big mane. Interesting, don't you think, Leaf? I wouldn't think something that's colored black would live in snowy mountains. No, it doesn't make sense. Usually the, 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 the beasts are colored to blend in with their surroundings, but this would definitely not help with that. I recognize what kind of animal they're trying to depict with it. Um, I mean, it's a lion. A black lion? That's pretty interesting. Yep. Huh, yeah, I haven't seen one of those before. I'd love to see if we can make it our friend. Hmm. I think we found all we can here. I guess I'm going to start scurrying back down the rope. So everybody makes their way down the rope back down to the floor of the crevice. And uh, you guys uh, continue on. After another maybe 10 or 15 minutes of walking, um, you guys actually see a, another totem pole. Samesies? Uh, this one depicts a bear on the bottom fighting the same winged serpent on the top. And the bear is blue. Baloo? So the people are colorblind, or there's some really crazy colored animals around here? Yeah, I haven't seen animals like that before. Just seems to be some local lore carved out onto onto wood. I'm not sure why why you people are so interested in it. So you're you're saying that we're taking it too like directly. Like there's not actually a blue lion. It's just like, oh, they they have a story about a blue lion. Exactly. Ah, uh, okay. Or they found your mushrooms and everything's starting to happen. I hope they have mushrooms. Oh, uh, Fargrim's gonna press on. Okay, um, make a perception check for me. Uh, 19. Okay. So yeah, you guys continue on. Another five or ten minutes later. You know what you see? God, I hope it's a blue lion. It's another totem pole. Is it a is it a purple elephant? No. This one is actually in the shape of a griffin fighting the same winged serpent. Huh. Hey guys, does this look kinda like the picture on the bounty? Wasn't there a picture on the bounty paper that looked like a a, like a dragon snake. The Bahir bounty? Is that not what? No, Bahir are like giant lightning lizards. They don't. They don't fly. But I will say, at least I certainly they don't fly. It seems like they keep depicting things fighting the flying snakes. So I, 
I'm like, there are, I think I like these people. Because, you know, I fought, I fought flying snake people already and I did not like them. So it seems like we're on the same side. Um, would it, I just kind of said it in your description, Ricky, uh, is this, do the animals fighting the flying serpents look like they're winning or losing? Um, it looks like they both have damage, but the ones on the bottom, the lions and bears and elks, um, or whatever I said, griffin, that's the one. Um, they, the, the, the ones on the bottom look like they have sustained more damage and are generally depicted as, like, weaker and, like, more frail looking. Oh, shit. The last barbarian tribe had the flying lightning elk. Are these people going to have a flying serpent of doom of some sort? Oh dear, I hope not. I don't quite recall this elk that you're talking about, but it sounds terrifying. You were Makash back then, I think? Yes. Well, I wasn't saying that out of character. I was saying that in character. I think. What do you think, Leaf? We need to keep going? Yeah, I think we should just keep going. Uh, personally, I'm getting a good feeling from all of this. Personally, I don't understand how you follow your feelings. What do you mean? I am not getting a good feeling. Very bad feeling, actually. Why? These are people that keep making totems based on fighting the snake people that I already don't like based on very little, based on my single interaction with them. They seem to be telling a story of all of these creatures losing. Oh, you're saying that these, these people are snake snake monster fans. Yes, like, remember remember the last Barbarians with that flying elk that shot lightning from its nostrils? Yeah, that thing was awesome. I, I'm getting a pretty strong feeling that these people are going to have flying snake monsters and either ride them or use them I and see. beat them. Okay. Well, either way, I just I would like to say I am prepared to shoot any flying snake that I see. Because you're on our side. Yeah. I, uh, you know, I've met lots of animals through my travels and flying snakes are not very nice. I guess we keep going. Snakes in general. No, a lot of snakes are fine. They just eat other animals. And then you're just like, yeah, that's cool. Animals eat animals. But most snakes are chill. They're just trying to live, bro. Uh, do we see any activity? Like, uh, are signs of activity of comings and goings as we're getting, as we're seeing more of these totems? Um, make a perception check for me. Uh, 24. Quiet. Quiet and snow, gently falling. I was, I was like, oh, I guess the snow would cover tracks. I'm a dumbass. All right. So we continue, yes? Sure. Sure. So yeah, over the next probably hour of traversing through this area, you pass by several other totem poles. Um, There's one depicting a black raven an elk, a gray wolf, a pegasus, and a red tiger. You take it to mean that 
each of these represents a different tribe in this uh, area of the world of the Sword Coast. And after about an hour, you exit out of the mouth of this uh, crevice and open up into sort of this large open valley. Um, if you had to guess, it's probably maybe half a mile to a mile long, maybe like a quarter of a mile wide. And you can see um, on the opposite end of where you are, there is sort of a pathway that leads deeper into the mountains. And even from this far away, you can see that sort of a look maybe, I would say maybe a couple hundred yards um, from there is this large cave opening, maybe 200 feet wide with four large stone pillars that are kind of holding it open. And it's like 200 feet wide and maybe like, uh, I would say maybe 100 feet tall. Like it's it's an enormous, like gaping cave opening with these pillars that are holding holding up the, the edge of it. Nope, nope. Can we go around? I don't want to go in there. What, do you think, do you think it's going to collapse or something? Nope, nope. I don't like going underground. That the remember the stone giant, the basilisk. Mm, yeah, I don't like underground. Yeah, no, fuck underground. Is that the only way out of the valley? I mean, that's that. There's that, and then there's like an an obvious way to leave the valley. Yes, um, but you kind of have to pass by the opening of that um, cavern. That seems like a great place for a dragon to live. Either that or a barbarian tribe that maybe worships a dragon? I think that the... Is there... How far away is it? I mean, at this point, three quarters of a mile, like, about as far as you can realistically see something that's a hot, that's 200 feet wide. Yeah. And so, yeah, and you get the feeling that it's not as much like a cave entrance as an opening because it's because it is so wide and cavernous typically your cave entrances are going to be a lot smaller i'm actually kind of intrigued by it definitely interesting there might be some cool stuff inside but i i hate going underground there's so little stuff to climb but we always find such cool things all we found last time was ways to turn our group mates into stone. We found rocks. We found lots of rocks. We found... Rocks. Yeah, and liquid rock. I know. And our friends got turned into rock. And I found a magical rock. Well, I found some flowers. That was the only cool thing down there. Hey, you found your mushrooms in there, Leaf. You think this might be a mushroom cave? This <laughs> is entirely possible. Oh, gosh. We won't know until we look. Mm. Do you think there's any possibility that there is a an animal made out of ice inside of it? That that's a really good thing that could Yeah. Because of all the snow. Yeah. I don't want to find something made of ice though. Oh, I do. Sanitos, how are you feeling? Please say God you don't want to go in there. I will say I used to just like 
see animals and bad guys and then just leave. Whatever since I made friends with all of you, we have to fight everything. Oh, I think we should go on into that cavern. Damn it. Damn it, Xanatos. Damn it. <laughs> I mean, if you think we should go in there, knowing your hatred of caverns as well. It's probably a good idea. It probably is. There's probably... Uh, I will say, we've mostly... No, wait, there's only been one, and we went there just to get Xanatos' sword. I suppose no matter which direction we... Whether we choose to go inside or not, we have to pass by it. Yeah, and who knows how long walking around it may take. We might as well just look inside, take a peek. All right. All right. Damn you all. Damn you all. You're excited. I'm not leading anymore. Uh-uh. Xanatos takes the lead. All right. As you guys sort of uh, make your way across the this wide valley. We need to go kind of stealthily, guys. The closer we get to the cave, yeah. All right. Um, go and give me uh, stealth checks, then. Uh, I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace. Okay. So you cast Pass Without a Trace. That gives us all plus 10 to stealth, or is that a more powerful thing than I'm thinking? It's plus 10, but you got to stay within 30 feet of Hargrim. Mm-mm-mm-mm. 19. 19? Is that with plus 10? Yes. Okay. Roll for Xanatos as well for me, please. 16 for Bargroom. Okay. Xanatos rolled a 21. 21 for Charlie. Xanatos 34. 34 for Leaf. Xanatos rolled with disadvantage, right? No. Heavy armor. Yeah, but are you sure you're not thinking of old rules? For he- for heavy armor? He's wearing he's wearing he plate, plate mail. Oh, he has plate. Right. Yeah, I forgot that he had plate now. He has plate mail. Then yeah, he has disadvantage. Yeah, uh, still save it. Which was 16? Yeah. Okay. I rolled 16. Alright, so you all sort of gather around Fargrim as he finishes this incantation and all of a sudden your tracks sort of like meld away from in the snow and the shadows around you sort of deepen as you all sort of like meld into the area where you're traveling. And are you guys traveling along like the edge of this ra- this valley or like through the center? What's your plan? I would say we need to go by the edge, but I'm not the stealthiest. What do you say, Leaf? Uh, I'd say sticking to the edge is safest. At the edge we go. So as you guys make your way along the edge of this valley, go ahead and um, give me perception checks from you guys. 10. 15 plus 7 is 22, right? Correct. All right, so 22. I rolled an 11. I rolled a 4. Okay. So Fargrim, as you're um, sort of bringing up the rear... You're keeping eyes as, as best you can on the valley below you and the mountains above you, um, looking for any signs of movement or any noises that catch your attention. And you don't really hear anything besides um, 
really all of you rolled pretty well stealth, so it's it's just quiet as usual, just a soft like as you guys walk through the snow. I guess we keep going, guys. And so yeah, so as you guys make your way, um, you start approaching this cavernous, uh, two hundred foot tall um, cavern entrance, and you guys would be sort of traveling along this edge here, going south. Um, and each of these squares is fifty feet. Take Charlie like an hour and a half to go across the square. Hey, leave my little legs open. And we're moving at twenty feet right now. Fifteen plus our five for our cleats. Hey, are we on difficult terrain? Or no? Yes, the cleats would help you here. Um, so you guys and you guys can pull your tokens in just for a little reminder. I'll just look at Aobard. Okay, yeah. Um, you just use Aobard as the party. It's fine. Um, so yeah, as you guys sort of move out, um, do you? How close do you get to the actual cave entrance? I mean, I'll I'll wander up to it since we've decided that uh, it's our path. I'll be taking point because I'm I know I'm sneakiest. Okay. Um, so yeah, Leaf, you, as you sort of round the corner here and sort of p- start peering in, um, you see a couple of things. You see. Um, from here, you can see these ledges. Um, they're actually like 70 feet. Um, okay. 70 feet tall. Is that up? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead and... Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you a general description of the interior of this cavern. So the floor, um, the entire floor appears to be ice because snow's not falling here. So there's no s- snow past these teeth down here. Right. Um, and the entire floor is this like slick, almost um, glazed ice. Um, you can see that the, um, let me get my drawing tool. So these um, walls here, these are about 70 feet tall. Um, so they're really freaking tall. The There's a central outcropping over here in the center, and that's actually a fair bit taller. That is about 120 feet up. Oh, damn. Yeah. The map doesn't really do it justice for how no. enormous this cavern is. Okay, okay, okay. And yeah, I would say from kind of just peering in, that's kind of what you see. Um, is just that glazed glass floor, the tall shelves on either side. Um, you would be able to see a totem pole, um, like twenty foot totem pole here. Yeah, and that totem pole is only of a giant winged serpent with its tail wrapping around the entire length of the pole down to the bottom. Okay. Do I see the altar at all, or is that... No. Okay. It's too high. And the altar's not big enough to see from here. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, I I call back to the group and I say, Yeah, I think this is the winged snake barbarian group's place. Sounds like we should go right around it. I mean, if we can take them out, that might be beneficial. They they seem involved in all of this giant stuff that's going on. They attacked the, the nice giant we met. What are you talking about? Oh, you weren't there for that. Oh, fuck. None of you were there for... Oh, Xanatos. Hey, Xanatos, remember? We were hanging out with... Oh, fuck. Which notebook is that? Zephyros. Hanging out with Zephyros. We went, up, we went around his cloud tower... We met his griffins. They were very nice. Zephros was a storm giant. Or cloud. Cloud giant. Look, Leaf doesn't really like giants. Zephros was one of the good ones. Yeah, he was pretty great. 
and he told us about about all the messed up stuff that was going on and how how we might have to help and i think that these snake guys are pro messing things up so this might we may have gotten lucky and stumbled on something important here that's quite a statement for you Lee. it is it took all of my thinking to figure that out uh, Eobard casts Meld into Stone. Okay. Just holding that one there. Sure. Um, I don't have the spell in front of me, but I assume you know how it works, so. Yeah, it's like an eight-hour duration. Gotcha. Is it concentration, I assume? I believe so. Uh, not concentration, just eight hours. Yeah, no concentration. Okay, yeah, so you can just do that for eight hours, it looks like. Well, yeah, once you go in the stone, and then once you come out, it's over. Yeah, so you can do it once. Okay, cool. All right, so you can, you sort of um, grab your orb of stein rune um, globe ball thing, and you concentrate on it, and you sort of um, feel the ability to meld into stone. Cool. All right, so what are you guys doing? Um... Uh, what uh, are we? We're just we're just gonna go in and fight fight people. Just because I'm not understanding. Well, I don't really see any people yet, but maybe we could go like mess up their stuff. A good rabble rousing. Yeah, exactly. Just go in there, mess up their altar. Maybe they got some other cool stuff they like. Just screw it up. Take some of it. Um. And if we see people, just stand back and I'll shoot arrows at them. Just stay away. <laughs> if we see people. You got you have lots of range too, actually. So yeah, you and me, we see people, we'll just start pinging them off, because I'm pretty sure that this is a cave of bad guys. I'm gonna regret saying this, but I trust your judgment. Thank you, Aobard. You you're a good guy, Aobard, ever since I've met you as Makash. You guys really didn't like him. I, uh, out of character. I honestly, I think Leaf liked Makash more than any of the other characters did. <laughs> Makash liked Leaf a lot. Yeah, uh, Leaf thought Makash was fun, even if he was troublesome. Okay. All right. So, Leaf, are you gonna go and scout in? Yeah, I'm gonna start scouting in. Okay. But what do you want to stick by me, or you feel confident in yourself? Um, if you don't want to get close enough, uh, I think I would be okay on my own. I guess it's more of a group call. All right. The scale of that map, while pretty, is terrible for actually doing things. Yeah, you can't really move around on it. Yeah, so um, I, I remade the map in this, so it's a little bit more usable. Yeah, this looks really good. Yeah, this is about half the size of the other one, like scale-wise, but it's fine. Um, so yeah, as a reminder, made this yeah, I made this one. Do you ever share stuff on like Storm King sub and whatnot for people? Um, no, because I just started using this program like two sessions ago, so I've only made like a couple of maps. This is the only one I've actually used. Yeah, I'm really gonna start using this. Yeah, like this took me like maybe like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Post it. I'm sure somebody would find it useful. 
For the purposes of this, remember that these cliff falls are really damn high, and this cliff wall here is really, really damn high. Okay, and they're very, very steep. Yes, um, and actually, as you look, the walls actually are coated in this like glassy ice, um, like the entire cavern is. And how far in are you kind of moving to begin with? Also, there's totem holes here and here, which I didn't put on the map. Uh, I guess my thing that I would want to look at the most is the altar. You you have no clue that's there. Yeah, I would, I guess my interest, because like Leaf doesn't consider the totem poles like that interesting. He kind of, he feels like he sort of gets them. Sure. Uh, so he'd be interested to see what's on the other large raised areas. Okay, so um, as you sort of uh, move, go and move in like to like here into like the kind of the entrance of this area here. Um, so you'll notice as you move into the into here that along the base of this first um, tier, there are tons of these small little doorways. And each of these doorways, you can see that the ice, the whole area, by the way, covered in difficult terrain ice. And you can see that those doorways from the doorway and out maybe maybe like a cut, like eight or 10 inches from the doorway, um, the ice stops and you can see just a tiny bit of like steam that is sort of like wafting out from the door. Um, if I don't have them on already, I'm going to go ahead and sit down and put on my uh, little spikes on my shoes to walk on the ice better. Sure. I assume you guys all had the cleats on because it's been useful. Yeah, I, I thought I had them on, but just making sure. Yeti booties would have been so helpful right here. Right, Yeti booties would have been so fun. Uh, but those just look like doorways? Yeah, they look like doorways. And each of them has a little bit of steam wafting up from them. And the ice sort of ends at the doorway. Um, go and make a perception check right here. Fucking hell! <laughs> What'd you roll? I rolled a three. Got a nine. Okay, well, with a nine, it's not that hard. The... At, in, in You can see that in... One second. In each of the doorways... There is a, oh, my notes are really not doing what I want right now. Anyways, at the um, you can see at the front of this first one as you go in, you can see this like um, small totem that's sort of hanging there. Can you ping that? It's just in the front of like the first like doorway. Okay, like, but you mean here, here? Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll say in this one to the left here. Um, it's a small totem like uh sort of like a stylized winged serpent design um and it's just sort of hanging there almost like a like you would like a dream catcher by your door sort of thing i'm going to i guess my next move if unless the group decides they want to do things is i want to move toward this wall and just sort of like creep around uh, along the wall okay but i will i will like motion to the group that i think it's pretty safe for them to walk up Oh, that's not not the case. Uh, don't we have like delayed message bug bug thingies? Whisper bugs? I believe you bought them. Yeah, I think we bought the whisper bugs. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna send a whisper bug to to Leaf. Also, Leaf, you're outside of um, Pass Without a Trace range right now. Yeah, that's fine. What are you saying with your whisper bug as you take out this mechanical insect creature? or whatever creature you want it to be. Um, and you sort of like whisper into it to like run over to Leaf. 
you're saying it can be something other than mechanical? No, it is mechanical. It can be a different creature. So it's like a transformer kind of deal? Like a little hummingbird? It's more like a Patronus. It takes the form of whatever creature is your spirit animal sort of thing. Okay. So so I pull I pull one out. And... How big is it, I guess, would be my question. Um, Smaller than, like, maybe, like, the length of, like, my index finger in total. Like, two or three inches. How big is your index finger compared to my index finger? It's probably about the same size. Um, I think yours is slightly bigger based on just knowing you. Yeah. I mean, you are eight feet tall. He's only an inch or two taller than me. That is true. I'll say it's, I'll say they're like two inches. Inch, an inch to two inches. I will say, Ricky, I remember you having big hands for some reason. In my head, I feel like your hands are, are noticeably larger than mine. I do have big hands. Monstrosity. And that makes me feel like you should play an instrument. Dude, I got no rhythm at all, so that's not going to happen. Like, just please learn piano with your giant long fingers. So I pull out, I pull out my whisper bug, hold it in my hand, and, and concentrate on it for a second, and it, and it shifts into a wolf. And I whisper into it, "Leaf, where the hell are you going? What the hell do you see?" And I let it skitter across the ice. Actually, as you sort of like release it, it sprouts up this like little like tiny wolf jetpack, and it goes. And flies over to Leaf. That's fucking cool. <laughs> That's fucking cool. It's a little. And Leaf, you hear that message? Yeah, I say, uh, just seen some weird statues trying to find more stuff that looks interesting. And I send it back. And mine would look like a little, like, basically, it would look like relics, but tinier. Okay, fair enough. So jetpack, jetpack relics? Yeah, jetpack relics. Rick, yes. wait, Rick, we need the sound effect again. What is it doing? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so hearing that it's animal, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go try and catch up a little bit to uh, to leaf. Airbard's gonna go to that doorway. So yeah, Aobard, as you start looking into this doorway. You can see that it's a inside. It's not huge. It's maybe it, there's a small like tunnel doorway, uh, maybe like four feet or so. And after that, it opens up into a small little like um, cavernous room. Um, you can see like a small like um, sleeping cot. And you can see that from um, one corner, there's like a small vent um, that steam is pouring out. And actually, as you walk into the, the doorway, the temperature rises like 20, 30, 40, 50 degrees. Um, and it seems to be like very comfortable inside up to maybe like 50 to or like 60, 60 or so degrees inside of this little doorway here. I cast message um, to Fargrim. And I say, um, Fargrim, uh, there's People that live here, I don't know how many are actually here right now. I'm not so sure we should be here. I'm with you, Avar. Let's, uh, you want to get out of here? I'm not so sure Leaf will see it that way. I cast another message. Sure. You don't have to send another message. I know it costs you spell slots. It does not. Oh, is it the whisper? It is a cantrip. Well, fucking fine then. Yeah, sending, on the other hand, that would be 
Yeah, ascending can go a lot farther than like 150 feet or whatever message is. All right, Charlie, what are you doing? Well, I'm still kind of just standing here in awe because the walls are huge. Yeah, and the, and the ceilings are also huge. Like, this whole area is probably 200 feet tall inside of this mountain. I feel even smaller than I normally do. <laughs> I guess I would follow Xanatos just to kind of see where they're going towards. Because Leaf kind of took off, so I'm not really wanting to follow his crazy running. Yeah, I would say uh, Xanatos, he'd probably follow Fargrim, maybe? I don't know. Who would he be following? I, I think he would have been where he was. Yeah, probably leading the two of us. Okay. Yeah, so you guys see that there's like a small living area inside of this little um, cave entrance here with a thermal vent that is heating it. Oh boy, it's real warm in there. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, well, uh, Leaf, what are you doing? I'm going to keep going. All right. Making another like 20 or 30 foot move. Yeah, so you can see in this one, in this cave, it goes in for maybe like four or five feet, and then inside looks to be some sort of like a kitchen. Like there's a small like area where it looks like they'd had like a campfire set up with like a pot on a on a tripod sort of thing. Okay, okay. You can see that there's some stores of like, um, uh, no, there wouldn't be stores in here because it's warm. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> You just see the the stuff to like cooking up cooking stuff. Yeah, I just keep moving, trying to stay about thirty feet ahead of the group, I guess. I mean, we kind of split. It's kind of you and me, and then everybody else. I see. Okay, cool. Um, I will say, I, I, no, I guess if there's three of them, that makes up for the fact that that there's uh, the two of us are over here. Because I think that we're better at exploring and looking for things, but I think that if there's three of them, it's, it balances. They got Xanatos. He, yeah, they got Xanatos. He's pretty strong. And when he goes down, they got Charlie to pick him back up. They'll be fine. And uh, Aelbard has some pretty strong lightning spells. I really like Aelbard a lot more than Bakash. I thought Bakash was really fun. And I liked him causing beefs. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make another move, Rufio. All righty. All right, same similar situation. It's a kitchen? No, it's more living spaces. So it's either like a bedroom or a kitchen or some sort of like, you know, like lounging area. Um, you don't see any signs of people currently here, but it's, it looks like more rooms if this was like a large house with a very cold hallway. Okay. Uh, can I actually go in? Yeah, sure. Kind of get a peek around, see what, see what's up. Yeah, we'll say this one's a uh, another bedroom. There's a similar like sort of um, totem on the sort of pegged into the stone and ice as you walk in, and yeah, it's very warm inside. There's a small cot, um, and like it looks like on um, there's like a small like stool that has maybe some like weaving or cloth work that somebody was working on at one point. Uh, how recent? Does it look like there's people here recently, or...? Make a perception check. Uh, twas, uh 26. Um, yeah, so... Uh, it doesn't look like anybody has been here recently. Like, the flooring is 
like it's just very dry and doesn't look like it's been disturbed in a while you're not sure how long that would be but it doesn't look like anybody's been here within the last you know couple of you know maybe week or so hey leaf you want to come look in here and see if there's anything interesting for you sure i mean there probably isn't i've been in lots of places and they they usually don't have stuff for me but i'll look around also, I'm going to send my whisper bug to Aobar and see if he's, you know, uh, I'm going to whisper to him. It looks like there's nobody living here, at least for a while. What's it look like on that side? What's this one look like? So, yeah, we'll say you were in, you're in the uh, kitchen and you kind of look into the pot that was over the small, like, at campfire ashes. And it looks like there, at one point, was a stew in it, and it looks mostly full. But the stew has almost, like, evaporated to nothing and begun to rot and mold. Um, like, very, very, very well decayed at this point. Give me a uh, nature or intelligence check. 19. 19. Yeah, you would imagine that for for something like this to get to this state, it would have been months, at least, probably more. A month, you said? More than months. More than months. Yes, a long, a very, very long time. Uh, I respond to his message through his whisper bug. Hmm, what would Eobard's whisper bug look like? A flying turtle. Okay. Flying rocket powered <laughs> turtle. Yeah, flying turtle. Uh, and he casts the. Uh, he says to Fargrim, um, it doesn't look like anyone's been here in months. It only looks this way because of the thermal vents that are heating everything. Uh, we'll get the confirmation from that. Fargrim's going to kind of loosen up a little bit. I guess I'm going to go check out the room, see if anything got left behind. Okay. Like in each of the the living areas? Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a stop in each of the doors. Okay. Make an investigation check. Uh, 14. Okay. Yeah, kind of browsing through them, you find, you know, a handful of various articles of clothing... Um, some primitive weapons, some uh, some that have metal, um, some that you know, are just wood or stone-tipped. Um, nothing really crazy or out of the ordinary. Um, a lot of these seem to be places that just families lived. So not not like super military or militaristic or anything like that. Yeah, I mean it. it it, there are military elements, there are weapons, there are, you know, suits of, or, you know, like a, a hide breastplate and stuff like that. But it doesn't look like this is a barracks. And there are many more openings than are on my map here. There's like probably like three, four or five times the number that are on this map. So enough living space for maybe 50 to 100 people. And there's nobody here. Nope. Let's all meet at the top. So, as 
you guys make your way up either side of this large 120, 130 foot um, central outcropping here. As you make your way up, about halfway up this slick, steep ramp that leads up to this upper level, um, as you start, you see cresting over the top of the ramp here, you start to see these forms laying on the ground, uh, humanoid, all in various different states of dismemberment and distress. And as you sort of crest the top of this hill, you look up to see an enormous, like, slaughter of a battle. Oh my god. That has taken place. If I think we're found them. Oh my god. You see this huge line of tribal warriors. They're all in various different armors made of hide and leathers. Some of the, they're, they're all encased in ice almost like they they all seem to have had ice like form over them they've been here so long and some of them are almost ripped in two some have enormous like singular gashes that have almost bisected them scattered around the battlefield there are these enormous boulders that have been uh, wrenched through them you see pock marks on the back wall where the boulders in, uh, impacted and fell down um, and you just see this enormous swath of bodies laying here. Um, behind them is a large dais, maybe 15 feet wide, um, that appeared to at one point had these four pillars on each corner, all with this thick rope, four, probably four or five ropes apiece, all that have been ripped and frayed and broken out um, as if they were holding something in the center of this dais. You look to the left and the peak of this outcropping as you turn up and you see this enormous statue of this coiled serpent with feathered wings that stands maybe 20 or 30 feet tall, sort of reaching to the top of this enormous cavern. You said something reaches to the top of it? No, like the, the statue is like is like coiled up and raising up as if to reach to oh, the top okay, of the cavern. Okay, okay, I see, I see, I see. Okay. Uh, guys? Hey, Fargrim? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I don't, I don't think we need to fight the barbarians. Uh, what, so, what, what could, I, does this look like a giant would do this? A giant dragon? How did the bodies look? Uh, we're in there. The bodies are there all dead. They have been dead for a while based on the ice that has formed over them. There are large gashes on many of them, um, like like enough to for with enough force to almost cut them in half. Okay. There are several that were obviously pulverized by rocks. Um, these large boulders that were okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving at a fast speed. Hmm. Oh, yeah, Fargrim, this definitely looks like the work of giants to me. They fucking love throwing rocks. Um, is there any... I guess, can I look... Uh, I'm, I don't... Uh, I mean, there's, we're obviously not in any danger, are we, Leaf? It really doesn't seem like it. Eobard walks up to the center area, along with Anatomy. 
Hey, Leaf, you want to check out the bodies with me? I'm going to start checking out the bodies. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I, honestly, if you want to check out the bodies, I kind of want to look around and, at this... At, like, the the altar. Um. So, yeah, you move up to the altar, Leaf. Um, where, what are you doing, Fargrim? Uh, the altar's kind of interesting, but I also kind of want to take a, a closer look at the bodies to see if this is a giant or a winged serpent god that got mad at him, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And um, Mikosh, you're checking out, or sorry, Eobard, you're checking out the altar. Charlie, what are you doing? I am looking at the bodies, kind of looking at how they're, how they were attacked, trying to figure out what was, what could have possibly affected Okay, so we'll start with Eobard. Um, you can see this dais, um, it's very, it's a large carved stone dais. Um, there were, it looks like at one point there were four pillars that were standing at each corner. Um, go ahead and make an investigation check for me. 16. Yeah, so you notice that from each of these four pillars, there were many thick, maybe like three quarter inch to an inch thick ropes that were strung from the tops of these pillars to something that was suspended between the four. Yeah, so there's a gouge in the center of the dais um, sort of in that. Okay, in the- now I see that little flash you made. Okay. Um, yeah, so you, you can't really tell what was here other than that it was probably heavy and sort of thin-ish. I mean, the gouge is probably, you know, half an inch to an inch thick. And probably three or four feet wide, if I had to guess. Is it like a straight gouge or is it like a jaggedy? Um, it's, it's jaggedy. Um, it looks, it's, it's actually, you can actually see as in the, you see the gouge and you can actually see where it like kicked up the back end of the stone in these sort of like jagged, like almost like teeth marks. Um, as it, as whatever made this gouge fell forward. So you see like jagged, like cuts in the back part of the stone. Is there any blood? Um, no, there's not. Stains or anything? No, not on the altar, no. Is there anything magical about the altar? Make an arcana check. 24. Um, you don't get a sense that there's anything kind of magical or arcane. Um, there's not any writings on the altar or anything like that. And there's no, like, arcane runes or, or anything typically like that. Or on the dais, rather. So it looks like there was something suspended over this. Is that is that to my understanding of what you were saying? Yes. And the pillars would, would have been, like, 15 or so feet tall. Like, they're, they're much larger than they look on the map. Um... They were very large and very strong. So there's not a gong here. No, there's not a gong here. That's what the map picture said. I know. Um, 
Funnily enough, there is a version that doesn't have those listings, but the one that they is in the module has them. And I'm like, come on, like. Usually that's on the layer that you can hide, though. Uh, maybe I just pulled it in and it didn't look like that was the case. But anyways. Okay. Um, well, there was something here, but there's nothing now. It looks like it was dragged away. Uh, you did not see any drag marks. You saw like the marks from where it like fell, but you didn't see it like dragged like down the like front of the dais. Sure. Is there anything else of note around it? Or just these marks? Just those marks on the dais, yeah. Okay. You can, uh, I see what somebody else is doing. Sure. Um, Fargrim and Charlie. Um, what is what specifically are you looking um, at uh, along these bodies? Hide armor. Plenty of it. Most of these people, I would say probably half of them, um, are wearing some version of hide armor. The other half um, appear to be more in more like just thick furs that are frozen solid at this point, but that's kind of what they appear to be wearing. Um, more like just thick clothing as opposed to actual armor. Um, the ones that have the hide armor have more like martial type weapons, spears and bows and stuff like that. Um, whereas the ones in like the furs, um, some of them, maybe like a third of them will have have like this, like that same totem that you saw in the front of the homes. They have a similar totem, except this one um, is a bit more ornate um, and has these like a, uh, frozen greenish feathers i would say similar to a focus yes yes you could you could you could imagine them using this as a sort of spellcasting focus hmm uh, i guess can i take one of my torches and drew craft to light it up uh maybe try and melt some ice to get one of the focuses uh and the best set of hide armor i can find um, yeah, sure, you can. It would take a while to get the armor off because it's literally frozen to the body and to the ground and is probably worse than your armor that you're wearing. Oh, no, it's definitely not. Your armor is magical. No, Charlie's armor is magical. My, my armor is magical in the sense that it never gets dirty. It doesn't actually add anything to my AC. It's hide armor. Oh, I was specifically looking to see if something was better. I mean, it doesn't, I mean yeah, it doesn't hide armor is hide armor. Well, what does that add to my AC? I don't know. Charlie has glamoured armor, though, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, man. It's one of my favorite items in the game. Just changing how it looks at, at any moment is, is fun to me. Yeah, hide armor gives you 12 plus dex mod um, AC. Max 2. So, so there's no um, no armor that looks like it would be better? Um, no, and there's not really very many armors that would be better for you, considering you can't wear metal armor. Right, 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 right. I was just seeing if there might be one that might might catch my eye to raise my paltry 13 AC. No, I mean, n none of the armor here is as nice as the armor you're wearing to begin with. 13 AC, he said. All right, and 
Um, Charlie, you were looking for um, kind of how these how these people were killed. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a better sense of like what attacked him. If it's got like bite marks, or if it's got like scratches, or if it's just like smashed. Yeah, there's all of the not as much scratches, but there are definitely some that are just smushed down and like crushed. There are some that are cut with big um, axe axe strokes or sword strokes. Um, there's some that have been killed by giant flying rocks and that sort of thing. Um, and so, yeah, all manner of killings, but no, like, scratch or bite marks. All the wounds are large and singular. Okay. Eobard would like to cast Detect Magic and take a pass around everything, including the statue. Okay. What is the range on Detect Magic? The range on Detect Magic is... Thirty or sixty. Thirty feet. Okay. Nothing around here um pings your detect magic radar. Uh Leaf. Yeah. yeah. As you walk up to the altar, go and make a perception check for me. For sure. Okay. Finally. So yeah, as you sort of walk up to the top of this crag, and it's it's fairly uphill at this point. Um, and as you sort of get to about here, um, you actually see over to your right, kind of on the other side um, of the of the opening here, you see a creature that is laying on the ground in a very peculiar, peculiar state of distress. It appears to be some sort of large serpent. Uh, I'm going to run over there with my bow out. Okay. Um, are you doing that instead of going to the altar? Yes. Okay. Um, so go move your guy over there. So yeah, as you sort of round the edge here, you see, first off, you see a, a someone who looks to have been pinned under a giant boulder. Um, you can see that there is a giant pockmark on the wall, about 30 feet above this wall. Um, and you can see above that- Above which wall? The wall that's right here, um, like a giant indentation. You can see that there's a someone who is pinned almost entirely underneath a giant rock here. Oh my god! And that pock mark was about thirty feet up on this wall. Um, right behind this person is a creature that it looks like a large serpent. Um, you can see on either side of it are these brilliant, beautiful feathered wings in these wonderful, like, rainbow-like colors. Even through the ice, you can see these iridescent, the iridescentness of these feathers on this wing, on these wings. You can also see that the wings have been pulled off of this creature oh my and God. discarded. You can see that the body of this beast um, has almost been like desleeved as it was crushed and like the skin of it was pulled to either side of this creature as it lays oh as God. it lays there dead. Make an um nature check for me, Leaf. With advantage. Twelve. 
I would like to collect the wings and any sort of the skin that has been uh, sleeved off, as you said. Sure. Um, you, well, you've never seen one, and you honestly didn't think that these creatures even existed anymore. You remember hearing tales of what this creature is, because it comes from Chult, the land that you actually are from. Okay. It's called a Coatl. And you know that this creature is sometimes thought of as a as almost a deity or a god. It is wholly good and lawful, and it protects those that it finds worthy. Oh. It is said to bestow its blessing upon those that it protects. Oh, that that causes a lot of conflict in Leaf's head. And you know that there are, you know, groups that in your homeland that worship these creatures, um, even yeah. though they'd never seen one. Uh, I'd still like to collect the wings and skin, but I'm definitely reconsidering my view of the snake worshippers of this of this barbarian tribe. And so, yeah, the rest of you saw Leaf just bolt um, away from this altar into the north. But I didn't tell you to run. I'm going with him. I'm also reconsidering my view of Zephyros, who took us on his cloud castle. Um, so yeah, Fargrim, as you arrive to this scene, you see this massacred creature laying there frozen in the ice. Beautiful, beautiful feathers coloring. You don't have any idea what this creature may be, but... Uh, yeah, I, 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 I inform Fargrim of how these are considered really uh, noble and uh, honorable creatures that tend to, pr to, to protect those who are like pure of heart and have uh, good intentions. And yeah, it would be akin to like a unicorn if you had taken a unicorn and snapped its horn off. So you see a tear actually start to go down Fargrim's cheek. Uh, I'm actually quickly going to attempt to try and drew craft some flowers around it. Leave it as a marker. Um, are the rest of you joining them? I'm going to check out the altar. Okay. As you um, go and look at the altar, it is very obviously carved in the um, visage of uh, the coatl that is leaf is. Um, inspecting currently it's coil the, the body is coiled and reaches high you can see the beautiful detailing in the wings um it is stone it's not colored but um it is about, honestly about the same size as the creature that is lying on the north uh face of the cavern um it doesn't appear to be magical in any in any way though uh quick question um animal monstrosity beast um, I don't know that you would know that. You, you're not, a nature check. What'd you roll? I have no fucking clue. That's a four. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a beast. It couldn't point me in the right direction. What do you think it would be, Leaf? You mean like monstrosity and those types? Yes. Uh, I think monstrosity, right? Yeah, I would guess monstrosity. 
Okay. It is not, but... It's not? Uh, if it's not, then I would have to guess that it is a... Oh, fuck. Uh, like, Celestial? It is a Celestial. Because I'm trying... I was just trying to think of, like, something that's, like, good. Yep. It is a Celestial, akin to an angel or a... Um, like, like a, like a phoenix, kind of. It's more like an elemental embodiment of good. Right, 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 right. Yeah, because there's there are lots of things in D and D that I want to call elementals that are not elementals. Yeah. All right, and uh, what's Charlie doing at this point? I think I'll walk over to the altar just to kind of see just how large it is. <laughs> it is very, very large compared to Charlie. Yeah, Charlie's just in awe of the whole place. Everything is just so tall. He is so little. The walls are just giant. Charlie's a halfling, right? Yes. Oh. Yeah, this place is... Huge. Huge. Yeah, I still collect the wings and the scales. Okay. Um. Well, they're all f- kind of frozen to the ground at this point. Uh... Yeah, I don't have a good way of hacking that out, and Leaf's not particularly skilled at doing that. If someone would like to help me, though, I would love to collect these wings and scales. I think that they could be very beneficial to us uh, about hacking them out of the ice. Without you even getting and finishing the sentence, I'll help you. Cool. I'll come and help, too. If only Thanatos had fire breath. Hey, Bart, are you going over there as well? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Somebody look at the altar. Oh, I, uh, was I away while Aobard looked at the altar? I see him over there. Yeah, the altar is just a, it's just a statue. Okay. And when I hear them call out, I kind of walk over to see what's going on. Okay. Um, at this point, I need Leaf and Fargrim to give me a perception check. Meanwhile, um, Aobard, as you sort of get in range of all these people over here, um, you actually do sense some magic. Uh, magic coming from beneath the boulder that is right there. Uh, perception uh, 23 for me. Okay. So yeah, as you guys are sort of getting set up to try and like hack open the, or hack hack out the wings and the, the body of this creature, you notice that in the cavern entrances here, um, these little cubbies here, they're on the edges, there seem to be these large gouges um on either side of the of the of the walls here here and then going down to the south more um and there's these big like three or four inch gouges on either side like like many many of them um xenatos could you try moving this boulder xenatos is going to try and move the boulder off Sure. Um, and so as you sort of um, get closer and start actually looking at the guy instead of the creature, you notice that it is actually clad in this brilliant set of armor um, crafted from the same green scales that the Kawadal, um has. Um, it looks about like this. Okay. It looks like it's leather that's covered in these scales. Interesting. And it seems to be mostly just like the the, the chest piece, um, but would function as like studded leather. Okay, yeah. If uh, 
if no one saw that, I would probably try and keep it to myself because of how it looks and uh, my respect for the quaddle as a, as itself. Aobard definitely saw it with detect magic. Okay, well, I'm going to try and take it. It is currently mostly pinned by a giant boulder. And Xanatos okay. is about to try and move the boulder. Okay, I would say, Aobard, can you help me get this armor? It looks really awesome, and I'd really like to wear it. I'm not the strongest, but I can try. Well, when 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 Xanatos pushes the boulder, we can we can try and grab it. We just we should try and move the body out of the way and then grab it. Oh yeah, that would make sense. The, not all the body though; just his his legs can get pinned again. It doesn't matter. Exactly. We don't. Yeah, exactly. The armor's not on that part. Yeah, I mean the boulder is pretty much starts at like his sternum and goes to his legs. Like you only see like the top like quarter to a third of his body. So Xanatos is gonna try uh I'm gonna try and move the boulder. Okay. Um does somebody wanna help Xanatos do this? Aobard, so no advantage. I would like to help him do that so that Xanatos rolls with advantage. Okay. Gotcha. Roll in, uh... Athletics? Yeah, athletics is fine. With advantage? Yeah. Alright. Uh, okay. Oh, wait. Do you want Xanatos to do it or no? Because I just rolled. Yeah, roll for Xanatos. Yeah, you, you want Xanatos' roll. It's a 26. Uh, 26. <laughs> Alright, so between the, the two of you and, and, and all that, you're able to sort of slowly roll this boulder down and it falls the 70 or 80 feet down to the bottom in this enormous <laughs> that echoes throughout the cavern. Ooh, something's something's gonna hear that. I think they're all dead. I think that there's something that might not be dead. If you say so, but I'm grabbing this fucking armor. Alright, so the armor is frozen to the body and the floor. God damn it. I cast Firebolt. Yeah, someone fire this. So you have enough magic to be able to thaw out this person enough to get the armor off. And you do see that there is like this broken bow that it was crushed underneath the boulder. Um, looks to be made out of wood. It is actually carved in like a slender, like teal green and has like this feathery motif um, at the tops and bottoms. Okay. But it is snapped pretty much in half by the boulder. I'll grab the bow too. It looks nice. Maybe we can fix it and I can give it to somebody else. Does anybody have mending? I do not. Uh, I mean, I can try and druidcraft some vines maybe to hold it together better out of itself. Somehow I don't think that would make it very usable. Keep it in one piece. I can put it in my bag in two pieces and then fix it later. That's fair. Leave. can I, can I, I don't want to take the armor from you. Can I just take a look at it real quick, though? Of course. Hey, Ricky. Yes. Of my magical items. Yep. I guess I just want to. Uh, no, never mind. That's too much information. That's too much metagaming. What were you asking? 
I just don't know how many attunements I currently have and if this requires attunement. Listen, I haven't I haven't been enforcing attunement attunement, so attunement's kind of annoying. A little bit. Um I I need to make a pass at some point and figure out what should be attuned and what shouldn't be. Uh, but that that's not today. Okay, yeah, sure. So we'll figure this out later. Sure. Cool. But yeah, I definitely want that armor. Looking at it, uh, Ricky, how many scales uh, would I guesstimate or approximate to be on that suit of armor? Couple hundred? Like a couple hundred, maybe? Could I harvest a couple hundred from the beast? Possibly. Hey, Ricky, is there any chance that for somebody else, the uh, the scales could be formed into like a shield? That is definitely something that could happen. Okay. Does anybody use a shield? I don't know. I'm just wondering because I'm just trying to make sure that possibilities don't get forgotten. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a, all manner of things you could do with scales of this creature. Okay, um, cool. You know, the as you as you sort of are as you melt or as you melt the ice and sort of start handling it, the scales aren't like hard, like dragon hide is hard. Like they're they're strong, but they're not like 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 adamantine strong. Right. Um, the armor seems to be is seems to be is the enchantment of the armor is what gives it strength, not necessarily the scales themselves. OK, OK, cool, cool, cool. But they're so pretty. They they are very pretty. Um, and you guys can harvest the scales and do you want to take the feathers from the wings or just like the whole wings, man? I would like to take the whole wings just in case. All right. Yeah. Uh, I would. I, can I get like 15 feathers? That's, that's all I want. I want, I want some scales and, and some feathers. I gotta... Here's the thing. I need you guys to help me if I'm taking these wings. So if you just want to take the feathers, Leaf would uh, understand because he can't carry the wings on his own. Also, side note, the wings would be like 10 feet long. Yeah, I assume the wings would weigh about 50 pounds on their own. Yeah, like the whole creature... Which is a weight that Leaf doesn't want to add to his inventory. I'll put it this way. The whole creature, I feel like, is like like 1,200 pounds. Yeah, it's all muscle, basically. Yeah, it's they're not light creatures. I mean, we could just tie him to Xanatos for the time being. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Done. Come on, Leaf, let's get these wings off. The show. Oh, I closed roll twenty by accident. All right. Um, as you guys are sort of excavating the wings, um, make a perception check for me. Sure thing. Twenty. Twenty-two. Seventeen. All right. Um, the the plus twenties. Um, as you're doing this, you sort of look around and you do notice that inside of these, um, um, holes here, these offshoots. There are more bodies. Um, there are some that look like they were intentionally interred there. And there are still more that appear to be women and children that are skewered and smushed against the back wall um, and appear to have been attacked um, from outside of the cavern. 
say the beginning of that again. Where are they? Because I'm confused about how we're seeing things inside that were attacked from outside the cavern. It, it, here, in these little, like, oh, oh you mean they, they, they were attacked from these outside slightly. Okay, okay, okay. I misunderstood what you said originally. Yeah, and so it, on there, and so it looks like there were people that were interred in each of these, um, but there are people that were not interred there and were killed there. I see. This was a straight up massacre. And Leaf's belief that is that it was giants. So if giants wanted to kill these people and giants attacked Zephros, or not giants attacked Zephros, but the snake worshiping people attacked Zephros, then Leaf is now believing that Zephros might be evil and have been tricking the party. If you, this, what snake people are you referring to? The snake people that attacked us. They weren't the snake people. Oh, they weren't? No, they were like aquatic. Were I they? thought that those were I thought that, that was the snake worshipping people. That attacked us as a large group disguised as somebody else and then we fought all of them. Yeah, it was a cult. We killed a snake cult. It wasn't these people? It wasn't snake people. It's snake cult people. Okay. If this is this Rufio or Leaf? Both? Okay, Rufio, they were not snake people, they were aquatic monstrosity people. Okay, alright, fair. Leaf might be confused, but I want to make sure Rufio is not confused. Right, no, I'm confused. He said that they had gills back in the day. Okay, yeah, no, Leaf would remember that. But then, yeah, then these aren't the same people. And so, all of this massacre stuff, the massacre, just, they don't have... You're describing just large gouges, right? As far as the damage goes? Yes, on the entrances to these little offshoots, yes, there are large gouges. So, like, something very large was clawing and trying to get into them in these? Clawing, no. Um, they're large singular gouges, like trying to fit a four-foot battle axe into a s smaller cavern. Okay, so giant. To get at people that were hiding, yeah. Seems there may be bigger problems here than giants, or than dragons. Sorry, there's a little bit of an Eobardian slip there. Eobard, make a history check for me, please. With advantage for your journal. What I know, what I know he's trying to make a history no. check? Why would you go there? I was trying to help you out, but whatever. Yeah, generally, if I call for a knowledge check, you don't know that they're trying to remember something. 16. 16? Yes. I'll say it maybe at one point in your journal, you may, there may have, you may have remembered seeing something that somebody had written about um, uh, a standing, like, almost feud between barbarians and giants wherein barbarians would try and plunder relics from giants. But that's about all you would have remembered. I think these barbarians may have pissed off some giants. And the giants came and, well, he just kind of drops his arms and looks around. So what, uh, what, do, we, what, do, we, what do we do with this information? Stay the hell away from some from these giants that killed a hundred people and 
maybe carried back if any of them died, which I don't think they did. Um, Rufio, I'm going to go ahead and... Um, are you the one that's going to hold the, use the armor? Yes, if, if no one else wants it, I would love to use it. Okay, I'm going to share the armor with you. Cool. It is studded uh, leather. Nice. I always have to Google 5e armor because I never remember all of how it works. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm pretty sure studded leather is what I have at the moment. I'm pretty sure it's the best light armor. Uh-huh. But at least you have pretty studded armor. Exactly. It is very pretty. You need to make like a little miniature jacket on your little... Ooh, that'd be wonderful. And yeah, and Rufio, read the entirety of that um, armor, by the way. Cool. All right. Anything else that we want to do um, in this cavern? Uh, what time of day is it? Um, at this point, it's getting to be maybe like afternoon. So there's no giant footprints or depressions because would, would there not be since it doesn't snow in here and there's thermal activity? Yeah, I mean, the thing is the the thermal activity almost like reglazes all of the ice around this area. And also this happened a, a, a while ago. And so the ice has had enough time to like reform. Okay. Like, judging from, like, everything you can guess from everything you've seen, you would guess that it would have happened maybe over a year ago. And everything's okay. just been freezing ever since. It would have hit, you would have hit a summer by then, and so all the ice would have, like, not necessarily, like, fully melted, but, like, a little melted and softened and, like, refilled in anything like that. Um, Actually, I want to go back to the altar real quick. So I need a spell component, but I didn't even know I had access to the spell tonight until I was looking through my cards. Can I mark off 25 gold to count that as or what component uh, for divination? What's the uh, component say? Uh, it's uh, you got to make a sacrificial offering appro uh, appropriate to your religion together worth at least 25 GP, which the spell consumes. Yeah, yeah, that's fine for, for that, because it's so non-specific. <laughs> yeah, is that on your spell? Yeah. Oh, fuck, no, it's not. It's forest grassland. Sorry, I didn't. My bad. So I won't do that. Never mind. Yeah, you're fine. Um, cause Yeah, when I pulled it up in roll 20, it said class cleric, and I was like, oh, maybe roll 20 is wrong. Uh, no, it's, I mean, if you're a uh, circle of the land, forest grassland, uh, you get access to it. Gotcha. It's a um, it's a um, domain thing. And so, yeah, so you guys can, you know, hang out in the cavern for the rest of the afternoon and then make your way in the morning, or you can try and push on to get to the dragon this evening. But you gather you would probably be getting there around dark. I would like to sleep in one of the warm cabins. It's actually warm here, not freezing outside. That sounds like a plan to me. 
so yeah, you guys can spend the rest of the day um, in the cavern, resting, thinking, meditating, whatever you guys do. Burying people if you want. Don't think anyone of you want to do that, though. It's really icy in here. Maybe we take them into where they were entombing in the, in the, the little outcroppings up top, maybe. Yeah, you could do that with the quaddle as well. I definitely want to do it with the quaddle. Crushed and degloved snake. Serpent. That's, that's just a penis without a condom. Huh, yeah. I showed you the, the picture of it, right? Of the penis without a condom? No, the quaddle. Yeah, you did. It's a beautiful creature. I was so waiting for a dick pic. <laughs> <laughs> Not doing that. Um, so yeah, what were you saying? Definitely want to put him in there, but uh, were we able to get the two wings and scales and such from him? Yeah, that's easy enough. It's just defalling it. Um, you'd have to... Oh, well, actually, for the wings, um, give me... Maybe like an, uh, whoever's doing it, give me an appropriate skill check based on your power source, either arcane, nature, whatnot, to make sure that you're not like setting the wings on fire, because that is possible. Yeah. What do you want me to roll? Do you, do you want it? Want what? I'm sorry. To get the wings out of the ice, you have to dethaw them. And if you're using fire, I will assist with that. And I, as long as Aabart helps, <laughs> I rolled a twenty-four. Oh shit! Okay. Okay, uh, you rolled a twenty-four. Leaf, roll a dexterity check for me. Nine. What the fuck? Okay. So yeah, so Leaf is a little overzealous with the fire, trying to like, no, we need to get it faster. And Aobard, you're able to like soothe him and calm him, be like, no, we gotta go slow. Um, and you're able to, um, minimal singeing, we'll say. Um, and yeah, so you guys can add, uh, two wing, two coaddle wings and a set of coaddle scales to your loot. Um, and you had a really good idea for the party loot handout, by the way. Oh, thank you. So I'll go ahead and make one as well. I forget what exactly caused me to think to do it. It's it's super clever because it's always like, oh, the party has just finds five hundred gold, and that way you can exactly remember what's given. Yeah, there was something specifically that inspired me to do it, and I just can't remember what it was. Well, put those in the party loot, I guess. All right, and so you guys spend the rest of your day preparing for the adventure tomorrow and i think that's where we'll uh in tonight's session that was real good session guys thank you for listening to the mistakes and monsters podcast we hope that you enjoyed our episode today and we'll see you next time Special thanks to Vinsfept Fantasy Music at vinsfept.se.
I'm Xanatos, and I approve this podcast.